Hey. Okay. I think my uh, headphones are being weird again. Uh, yeah. I'm here. Sometimes. Um, I think I can do it without them. Okay, then. Can you hear me okay? What? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Cool. Uh, how are we doing this evening, boys? Good. Not too bad. Good. Okay. Shall we start then? Uh, welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight I am joined by Brent Perry. Hello. And Josh Krubner. Yo, yo. We have gathered to discuss Masters of the Universe Revelation, the uh, new animated series put out by Netflix, about a, was it about a week ago, maybe? Yeah. Week and a half? Tuesday, um, I think it was. Yeah. So the big, the big point of this for nerd cred is that Kevin Smith was the showrunner, I guess. And you want to call it anything? Into the ground. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, we can start with that, I guess. Quick, and this is only for the five episodes which were released as part one. Um, I assume that I believe it was meant to be a ten episode first season. So I assume. Six through ten will be released in a few months. Um, although I have some questions about that, but we'll get there. Oh, they'll definitely they'll definitely release the second chunk because it's already finished, right? It's it's I already know, spent, I just... it's already spent money, but it's whether it gets more seasons after this could be what's in question. Yeah, I just wonder if the the backlash seems to be so negative. I would wonder too that yes, it is. You're right that it is spent money, but I would wonder too if like the people in charge of Netflix are looking at this going, so we're just going to put up more of this, and people are just going to yell at us more. Like, well, uh, uh, according to Kevin Smith and/or Netflix, uh, they couldn't be happier with the result. They love negative reaction, and it's like, yeah, well, it's not going to hurt the fucking Netflix brand. It could, yeah, hurt like, the, it, it could hurt the He-Man brand overall because people could just stop fucking buying it. And it could hurt Kevin Smith's brand because he looks like a fucking liar. But well, as far as yeah, Netflix yeah, goes, they don't is. care. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess the only thing that determines that for Netflix is whether people watch it or not, right? Well, and I mean, if people are bitching about it, then it's showing Netflix, oh, well, Jesus, people are watching it, whether they like it or not. We don't give a fuck. It's, it's clicks. Well, I, I do have sure. some, some background info. I don't know how much you're privy to. Uh, first of all, it has been disclosed that Netflix has lost a total of 500,000 subs over the last year. Um, we don't know the direct cause, but we can speculate. Well, there's so many other fucking sites that have the streaming site now too, right? HBO Max has been around and it's only come about in the last year. Disney Plus has really only gained prominence in the last sure. year. So it, it's, they're starting to cannibalize each other, right? Like there's just too many to compete with. Well, definitely like, that, but you know, there's there's all sorts of other things we could speculate or it could just be people didn't want to pay for it, like you said, but um, as far as the Kevin Smith is a liar thing, um, a channel that I've talked about on here before, they are uh, Phantom Menace adjacent, really. Clownfish TV. I was, yep. Um, I've listened to them a lot. I've definitely promoted them on here. They, well, they, bro- they broke it six months ago. Yeah, they, they broke show. it. They definitely have at least one inside source. And they were told, you know, 
It's more of the, uh, let's say, the same of the usual, the new norm. And they are a very small, at the time, even smaller YouTube channel. I don't even think they had 100,000 subs. No, and that was, they were that just was early on Twitter. In their run. They're, they're not verified. And they put up a thing saying, you know, hey, this is our, our source says uh, this new He-Man show is going to sideline He-Man. It's going to be all about Tila. Uh, and she's probably going to end up with the Sword of Power. Uh, they have a new thing today, but we'll get to that. At the end, but yeah, sure. as soon as they came out with that, Kevin Smith went on this big yeah, fucking Twitter he, he rant that how well, they're, they're lying cocksuckers and you shouldn't believe YouTube channels he, and the fans of the problems with the fan bases. And it's like, dude, he, you're doing he it. went at them directly, which was mm-hmm. so bizarre. And you know, right then and there, they and everyone else said, Oh, so this is true, then. Uh, and then he roped in Screen Rant, and you know, he's on the record with Screen Rant, basically just outright lying and trying <laughs> to slander these people. Yep. And uh, it all came out, and he basically tried to pull the, well, from a certain point of view, and then he just made it worse and worse, but we'll get to that. So, yeah, that's the uh, the background leading up to it. Yeah, and, like, when he got called that it's a Tila show, he no, 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 it's a He-Man show. He, it's a He-Man and Skeletor are central parts of the show, and it's like, okay, well, maybe in the back half, but they definitely weren't in the first half. He's also on record from years ago saying that he's not a He-Man fan. He never was, you know, the old 80s show. Um, so yeah, give it to him. Why not? Well, again, it's name recognition. Hey, what, what popular name can we attach to this? That might make people buy it yeah. after the last six years with She-Ra and some of that shit that went on with the brand. Right. Yep. And like, they just launched a new toy line, the masters of the universe origins. And it's like, they're callbacks to the old molds. Like they look like the eighties toys, but they got better fucking design. Mm-hmm. And like, it, the way that's been handled so far, the the shipping on it has been fucking retarded, wave to wave. So there's a lot of people already pissed off at Mattel and the He-Man brand in the first place. So this is not going to help. Yeah, like, no, I'm I'm sure, and um, you know, I'm sure if they just came out and said like, yeah, that's what it is, and you know, one of his things he tried to do for damage control was saying, you know, well, they basically leaked the whole premise of the show. I can't admit to that, and you know. It's spoilers. It's like, no, no, no. You say, okay, well, you know, yeah, it's along those lines. It's not really about He-Man. People still want to tune in. You know, a well, lot of people would have said, I'm not interested. But other people would have been like, yeah, sure, why not? I said it in chat last night or the night before, whatever the fuck that was. I lost two days this weekend somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I said, like, straight up, if they would have been, hey, it's a Tila show. It's, it deals with how Tila reacts to what happens around her. Fine. I'd watch it. No problem. But the fact that it was called Masters of the Universe and the only time they brought in any of the Masters of the Universe was to either shit on them or kill them off so Tila could look like she was better the way they did for every original trilogy character with Rey in the Star Star Wars movies. Like, there was no Masters that didn't show how any of them would have reacted to the big revelation in the first episode, right? Right. And, like, that's what the show could have and should have been was, like, how everybody reacted, not just Tila. Like... If you want her to get pissed off and retire from the fucking Masters of the Universe, have someone else be promoted to Man-at-Arms and she gets pissed off at that and that's why she leaves. Not like, oh, your son died, but everyone kept a secret from me, so I'm never speaking to any of my friends ever again. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, there was no He-Man, there was no Masters of the Universe, it was just a Tila show so far. And it's like, everything that you tried to go and spin control on you fucking lied about and it's like again it doesn't damage netflix at all but no one's gonna listen to kevin to smith again after this like yeah right so yeah, yeah i only watched the first episode and then that was enough for me 
Um, you know, I even said during the live action Masters of the Universe we covered, um, I'm not the biggest He-Man fan. I never was. I don't need to pretend like I was. I'm not really overly butthurt. I just feel bad for fans because I'm like, yep, this is the new normal. Saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's any kind of a revival or a remake series or anything, I'm just like, okay, this is what they're going to do. They're going to kill off all the legacy characters and you're going to get a new Ray. So good luck. Yeah. And for me, I'm not, I wasn't a huge He-Man fan either. I mean, I watched it at the time and I'm sure I enjoyed it at the time in the eighties and whatnot, but I, you know, and then I saw the Lundgren movie like everybody else did. And we obviously covered that already. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I know there have been, uh, cartoons since then and whatever and i i didn't really follow those much and only actually one, honestly oh there's really only, there's okay. only one there was a, a 2002 one which i heard was good but i it have was, not seen it, it. it was done by fox kids back when like they were actually doing some kind of quality cartoons like it was it wasn't bad it wasn't great yeah. it wasn't anything special but i mean it was watchable and honestly it was i mean maybe i'm the reason or audience members like me or, or why they did this this way. I mean, Kevin Smith's involvement is what even got me to take a look at this. Mm-hmm. Like I and said, then, name, you know, name recognition seems to be the only thing he actually did on this show. Yeah. Name recognition and spin control. Like, he's their shit shield. <laughs> like, he's their Rose Tico. Mm. Yep. I mean, the credits say he wrote the first the first episode, but you know, it's not like it's uh, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> well, on his podcast, he, he says, like, the two people that had like the input on the story group, like the, the people that were writing was the Mattel guy who by all accounts does sound like a masters of the universe fan. But at the end of the day, his bottom line is how do I sell more toys? Yep. Yeah. Right? So like, he doesn't care who they kill off or what they do as long as there's, Hey, show them in the show for 10 seconds. Then we can sell a toy of it. Right. And yeah. the other guy they listened to was a Netflix executive who, Oh, he's a big He-Man fan, big He-Man fan. But when you look at his Twitter bio, it's all fucking pronouns and he's this kind of activist and that kind of activist. And it's like, when you let people like that run your show, you're fucked. You're never going to get the show anybody's going to be happy with because it's all just stupid fucking agenda-driven stuff instead of actual character-based or universe-based storytelling. Like, Yeah. Yep. Heal Brent Perry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but this pisses me off. because like, No, I, I'm sure it's going to be worse. He-Man yeah. was inclusive. Like there was all kinds of characters from all kinds of different races, from all and like genders, so, like everything, everything. And they they threw all of that away just to be like, nope, all Tila all the time. So I, I figured we would wait on that part. But yeah, my biggest complaint again: I only watched the first episode. It doesn't matter. This has happened with everything. Is when people, Kevin Smith included, try to make this you know authoritative claim that well. He-Man was always woke, and you just didn't realize it, and now you just hate everything. And it's like, no, no, no. If you go back to the original He-Man, like you said, it's what we always call organic diversity. And, you know, not that He-Man had any kind of, like, Shakespearean writing, but it was extremely, you know, tolerant, open-minded. It was it was an 80s Saturday morning cartoon. It, taught it was a superhero. Had, you know, morals at the end of every episode. You would have, like, a, mm-hmm. a closeout with Orko, and he, like, stole a cookie. And he's like, remember, kids, don't steal cookies. And then they'll catch him doing it again, and then he'll, like, you know, teleport away because it's funny. But, you know, well, there was, was never an issue with He-Man got his powers from a woman, the sorceress. There was never an issue with... Evil Lynn was like Skeletor's right-hand man and top general. 
You know, yeah, no like one, no one, one on the bad no guys. one, no one cared. It was all fine until people started <laughs> making a deal out of it. You had your main character who was like this big buff fucking prince who wore lavender. And when he went superhero, he went down to his underwear and furry boots. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get more progressive oh, than that. But it's like, uh, like, it was yep. though. Like, it was, it was natural. It was 80s progressive, which meant like, hey, everybody's included. Everybody's a little bit of a stereotype, but fuck it. Everybody's there. Yep. It wasn't in your face. They didn't have to fucking beat the drum, but it was like kids saw that. It wasn't like wasn't like these things were lacking in He Man. But then they take oh, let's throw all that shit out and focus on two people. And and like yep. ugh, ugh, it just wasn't good. I I have to say I did love most of the voice cast, with the exception of there was one person who just unequivocally took me out of it, and unfortunately that was the lead person. Um <laughs> But I do want to credit in particular Lena Headey and Liam Cunningham as well, – uh, oh, go ahead. Well, you can't really go wrong with, like, the good actors from the Game of Thrones crowd. Yeah. No. No. Right. But um, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila, on the other hand, just <laughs> took me out of it entirely because, like, you had all these people who were at least trying to, like, you know – as much as we'll get into how crappy a lot of the writing is and whatever the motiv- motivations for this thing were, they were in all the, tr- go. In the second episode, there's one part where they're running at it like Snake Mountain after they fight fucking Triclops' little fucking cult of mechanicals. <laughs> and like, yeah. Tiffany Smith is whipping out these fucking movie lines at her, and she's saying them back, but they're so dry and no delivery to them, and it's just like, you... Yeah. You were just as bad as Scarlett Johansson for fucking Bruce Willis in this shit. Sarah Michelle Gellar just sounded like some valley chick, and it just made me want to jump out a window. I mean, I'll even say Hamill was good for as little as he was in it. I mean, I you know really did didn't didn't yeah I didn't like his Skeletor because Skeletor is such an iconic you know it's Frank Welker right? Uh, no, I don't think. No, I actually I don't even Frank know who it was Megatron. Well, he's everybody, yeah, but yeah, no, I just assumed it was. Uh, but yeah, no, Skeletor was just always such a very iconic voice. And, you know, anytime there's been parody over the years, people would try to do that voice if they didn't have the guy. Um, ha- Hamill basically just sounded like the Joker, and he usually just sounds like the Joker, you know? Yeah. Alan, Alan Oppenheimer was Skeletor. Okay. Yeah, no, I, okay. I, I always thought it was Walker. I was wrong. Um, but yeah, so with, you know, SMG... She was the perfect cast for Buffy because Buffy's backstory is she was this like rich LA Valley girl and then she becomes the slayer and you know has to deal with all that. But throughout the entire series, she retains that that voice and that persona, and that is her, her real voice, that is her basically her real persona. But and this, you know the she's... thing with Buffy though is they surrounded her with charismatic like people. Well, Allison yeah. Hannigan, fucking uh uh and Bor- uh, Alex whatever is Boreanis. That's the one. David Boreanaz and uh, Alexander, what's his face, was Xander, yeah. Oh, yeah no, wait, like, no, he was Alexander. Well, that's what well, they, they, Nick they was put, Brendan, thank you. Yeah, they, like, um, they put people who had natural charisma on screen with her to kind of mediate the fact that she has none. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the whole Buffy-Giles dynamic. I mean, he was, you know, as good as Spike. But, um, so yeah, her, her voice has never really changed over the years, and she basically just still sounds like a valley girl. Mm-hmm. Yep, I just always saw her every time that character spoke, and I know that's kind of probably not what they intend, but um, that's 
it what was, I had happened. It was a weird, weird voice cast, I think. Yeah. It was like 70% good for me. I didn't like the guy who was doing like He-Man Adam. Because his He-Man sounded more <laughs> fucking whiny, like more wimpy. Yeah, and Adam they, sounded they, really... they definitely made like a wimpy then, He-Man But then Adam his especially. Adam That's sounded not... way too beefy. Like it was like almost like they reversed them. And it's like, was that seriously like a woke point? Like... That was Monel. That was Monel from Supergirl, actually. As Adam. Yep. Mm-hmm. And okay. He Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it almost sounded like he did the teenager voice for the big buff He Man, and then he did the buff voice for the skinny little teenager Adam, and it's like that doesn't really work. Yeah. Like, I I just wonder if he had done if there had been an attempt to do the to do Adam in the way closer to what the way the 80s show did it would have been accused of being some kind of like gay stereotype or something. I don't know. Cause he always came off kind of. Uh, well, I, I like that they went with the 2000 idea of like when he's Adam, he's a skinny little teenager. I just, the voice just didn't match it. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, didn't, yeah. he had like a beefy man voice for the teenager. And then when he went to beefy man mode, he, he almost had like a squeak to his voice like a teenager should have had. And it's like, did they, wait, did they make him reverse that just because? He, he also yeah. had a Sailor Moon transformation. And uh, I find it very weird that no one is talking about that even here. But just I haven't seen. Because that was the least it. egregious part of the show. Yeah. Because I've never seen fucking Sailor Moon in my life, and I have no really? idea what you're talking about. Oh my no. god! I'm, I'm I don't watch. I don't watch anime. I don't. Yeah, Most but it, it gives was, me. He- it was like the uh, the ubiquitous anime that was on when we were in like you know I was in fourth grade, you were in like eighth grade, and uh, you know it was just like it was on, so you watched it because it was like, what the hell is this? It was that. Wait, how old are you? Guy. How old are you again? Huh? How old are you again? Uh, thirty-five. Okay, so I'm like eight years older than you. So, oh, I think you're like four years. Okay, yeah. So you would have been in high school. Or yeah, high school. <laughs> John would have been in college. Yeah, I don't think Sailor, Sailor yeah. Moon would have got him too many friends. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I'm old as fuck. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Um, do we want to attempt the plot of this? I guess. Well. I mean, yeah, like I, like I said, I only watched the first episode, and um, so did we all go into it knowing basically what was going to happen, or was anybody like not aware? I heard the rumors, but I didn't really like look up any fucking spoilers. But it was everything that it sounded like it was going to be from those early rumors. Same, same on my end. Uh, I, I watched it last because we decided we were going to do a pod on it fairly late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was after I started watching it. I was like, so, okay, I, I need to get some stuff out. We need to talk so this I, one through. I watched it on Saturday. I watched it on uh, Friday night. Um, started it at like 4.30 when I got home from work. Blasted through the first two. They're each like 25 minutes. And then watched the last three at like 1 o'clock in the morning the following day because I was still awake. And uh, yeah, so it was a fairly quick watch i think if we do this again for part two i think i will i will try to avoid anything in advance okay uh so yeah i watched the first episode with sarah and she had never seen he-man except for when we made her watch the christmas special when we did Ah. that and um i am not nice you know it was um it it was basically like paint by the numbers he-man in terms of the formula setup 
And then right as they got to Castle Grayskull, it, it just started to go off the rails. And I saw what he was doing and just, you know, everything that you ever knew is wrong. And I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, the um, subverting of expectations. The the art in the first episode was incredible. I mean, oh, the animation, you know, especially was the the opening, gorgeous. like you know, storybook thing they did, like that mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, I thought that in the first episode, the characters were all fine except for Hamill and uh, SMG, but she wasn't really in the first episode. Like it opens with her being promoted to Man at Arms, which didn't make sense. Uh, not because, you know, oh, she shouldn't be mad at arms. It's like, no, what did she do to earn it? And then once she gets that promotion, you would think that they would then tell her right then and there what Adam's secret was. You kind of well, need He-Man if you're the man at arms, you know? Well, yeah, right. like you guys work the most right. closely together. And it's not like she hasn't been, like, the best friend for the entire fucking show. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it would have been a stretch to tell Tila. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, who wants to try the run-through on this? <laughs> okay, the first episode, you get the, like, reintroduction to characters. Like, like Josh said, Tila gets promoted the first scene of the mo- fucking show. Prince Adam's acting like kind of a fucking aloof little snot. Duncan, the old man-at-arms, is, like, the proud father. Then fucking Skeletor and his fucking goon squad go and attack Castle Grayskull. And the sorceress is all like, okay, here's the telepath- fucking telepathic message. So they all like fuck off to fucking Castle Grayskull. They have a big battle. Skeletor gets He-Man to stab him to unlock the actual like Hall of Knowledge, which is a real thing from the old history, right? So then Castle Grayskull pretty much disappears and the sorceress traps time in a bubble for a minute. And fucking yeah. He-Man ends up getting killed. Skeletor ends up dead. And all magic in the universe starts to, like, go away. And then they go back to the courtroom, and they're like, He-Man's dead. And the king's all like, hold what of my son? And then the queen's like, you dumb bastard. Everybody knew Adam was He-Man. And it was like, that was kind of a little too on point. <laughs> okay, no drinking while you're doing this, because now I'm laughing. <laughs> but yeah, like, so yeah, Alicia Silverstone was Queen Marlena and she's just like, oh god, that was our son, you dumb bastard. And it's like, okay, if if you could tell that was your son, he should be able to, like, you were both the parents. Like, yeah. But yeah. And then Tila's all like, oh, I can't believe nobody told me ever, and this is all bullshit, I quit. And it's like, well, fuck you, you didn't do your job very well and anyway. Your first day and you let the exact thing that you stopped for fucking 700 episodes in the 80s happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then the episode's over. He-Man's dead. She relieves the fucking masters. And you don't see any of the other masters of the universe. Like, you see them, like, running through in background shots, but you never get how any of them react to, like, the the death of their biggest champion or the fucking fact that, like, the whiny little prince that they were trying to train for the last however many years was that guy. And then it jumps into episode two, and She-Ra now has a fucking social justice big red fucking haircut. She's like super muscly. You mean uh, Tila? Tila, yes, my bad. But yeah, and she's got a, a Tiffany Smith is now her little lesbian sidekick. <laughs> no, she is, and it's like oh no, okay. I know, I know. 
but like it was one of those things where like it was very obviously supposed to be like a thing between them, but they like very obviously didn't have the balls to actually do it. Right. So it's like it's one of those half-assed ones, like Sulu in the old in the fucking Kelvin universe being gay, and it's like, well, you say that, you promote the movie on that, but just show it. Like I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been using that example since 2016 when they backed off of that like a bunch of cheese balls. But like, yeah, like it's not. You don't have to be gratuitous about it, but I mean, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna have that many hints and like sell it with that in the marketing, just fucking do it. Right? Yep, absolutely. But yeah, anyway, then her and like her new friend go on adventures and like a very obvious old woman disguise evil in is like, hey, get me this thing from Snake Mountain. So they go to Snake Mountain, they get the thing without any trouble. And then they bring it back, and it's like Evelyn goes like into regular Evelyn, and she's just like, ha ha ha, motherfuckers. Now let's work together. And then it's like the three of them go on an adventure to try and restore magic to Eternia because like a bunch of shit is dying. And then you have like four episodes of filler where like they, the only time you see He Man or Skeletor in like really short flashbacks. Mm-hmm. You get Kevin Conroy show up as Merman. That was kind of cool. Was that who that was? I couldn't quite tell. Yeah. Yeah, it was Kevin Conroy. They had Jason Mewes show up as Stinkor in episode two. Of course they did. It was only like four lines and he actually kind of fit the character. So I was like, okay, that's not the most egregious Jason Mewes Mewes." Mm -hmm. Now we can just picture it as weed smoke. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So wasn't there like a, a quest to uh, reforge the sword of power and stuff? Wasn't that like the point well, of the back part, half part of this? Yeah, part of the fucking reason that they go on this like, okay, the thing they steal from Snake Mountain turns out to be the top of the Havoc staff, which ends up being a key to the underground, so they go into like the Hell Realm, and then they fight some ghosts and they're like, you can have this half of the power sword but like, all I want is your fear. And she's like, sure, no problem. And then she's like, haha, psych, I'm a strong female character. I have no fears, bitch. <laughs> and I was just like, really? Like, you could have done so many character things there, but instead you just went straight woke. And it's just like, oh, God. Like, it, there was parts of this show that could have been okay, but, like, they didn't do it. Yeah. That was Tony Todd, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, that's that, was, that was the candy man. This like the voice cast was like really deep. There was a lot of like, oh, cool, that's that guy, that's that guy, that's. But like, yeah, there were so many characters that they like. You really should have made this story about not just Tila, but like how all of the masters of the universe react. Like when she decides to be like, okay, we have to restore magic in this fucking universe. Like she should have went around in each episode and like kind of re-recruited one of the old masters. And like, you get some of how they dealt with like, again, Adam and He-Man both being dead and the same person. Like why did they all just quit being the heroes of Eternia? Because like, obviously Skeletor's goon squad was still out doing some shit. Yep. Right. Like, if they were all heroes, if they were all like, which they were all supposed to be back in the day, like, why would they just walk away? Like, probably because Kevin Smith didn't know who any of them were, and Shell wow. had a directive <laughs> to uh, push the female toys and not the male toys. But again, if you're listening to the toy sales guy, 
and the fucking this fan from Netflix that's supposed to be fucking a lifelong fan, wouldn't you want some of those characters to show up once, like just here and there? That's just assuming a, that just they, more toys they are in. actually fans. Well, this is the thing, right? Like he thought he had it made because he didn't need to know any of the stuff because oh well these guys are great they're they're fucking wealth of knowledge and it's like yeah but they also have agendas. Honestly, I don't think he cared. I think he just wanted a paycheck. You know, I he think didn't he. Care I don't think. He, I don't think he was involved as much as what he's supposed to be. Probably not, but even still, like I don't think he cared, and that's why he did it. Well, yeah, yeah that makes sense. But I mean, the guy looks like he's fucking starving, so. Yeah. yeah, you don't make good decisions when you're hungry, <laughs> and like he's there talking. <laughs> he's there talking about how like yeah, I'm fucking doing a week long fast, and like it's the third time I've done it, and it's like yeah, it was the first time when you were writing this show because like not a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> not, a, not a good <laughs> idea. So but then he's obviously angry at food because in the first episode he decides to kill the salad. Yeah, Moss Man uh, rolls Moss up Man. and he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's a character that has like a really cool, like, eco-friendly fucking attitude. Like, his whole character is like green energy, basically. So, like, he'd be perfect for like the woke fucking writing. And they even killed him off before they could even make him a character. And yep. he just gets like, torched. Which was like the it's like okay, that sets it up that like this could be a Game of Thrones, like anybody could die at any moment thing. And like, again, if you would have did every episode where you brought in one of the old masters, you could have done something like that every once in a while where like. Instead of just being like, oh, here's Orko, and oh, he makes the ultimate sacrifice so Tila can finish the journey. And oh, here's Roboto, but oh, he's going to make the ultimate sacrifice so Tila can finish the journey. And it's like, okay, come on. Like, they can't have other uses. Yeah, it seemed like every character they brought in was for that purpose. Well, it's okay to fridge the men, don't forget. Well, but that's just weak writing. Like, it's weak writing when they do it to women characters, too. I'm not, I'm not saying yep. that but like if you had like it was it's the same problem that star wars had the disney star wars numbered saga movies like each one they kill off a character thinking it's going to elevate ray when it really doesn't it just shows that you don't know how to write this character the way you want her to be yep and really i mean i just hope that i the end of the last episode i was it was like 2 a.m i was probably a little punchy anyway but the very end of the last episode, I was just dying laughing. One thought just kept going through my head. They hate the character of He-Man so much, they had to, they had to kill him twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it, it was like... But, like, not even know. just kill him the second time. Be like, okay, you just gave up your chance at heaven. Like, do not fuck this up and get killed. And then he's like, I won't. And he goes back and he's like, I have the... <laughs> It's like, you fucked it up. Yep. Like, not only are you dead, you have no chance at heaven, so you're just dead dead. Well, the uh, speculation of today is that he's not dead, he's dying, he'll be okay. Well, it's the exact same cliffhanger ending they did for the mid-season of fucking Arrow, what was it, season three, when he fought Ra's al Ghul? When he gets dropped off the cliff, yeah. Yeah. So what what they're speculating is that either Tiffany Smith or her and Tila are going to split the sword of power and they're going to replace him. Oh, that doesn't... But, like, uh... magic, magic is going to be restored. So Orko is going to come back and I imagine they're going to be, like, and he and fucking Prince Adam is back. But, like, he'll never be He-Man again. Yep. And, and that wouldn't yep. surprise me if they do split the swords and make that... 
but then you could do a really cool thing where like Tiffany Smith turns into the new Skeletor, and it's like, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, my theory do that. My theory no, is uh, that'd be cool. My theory is that in the back half, you know, and whatever else they do to get there, but like Orc, as you said, Orko will come back as some kind of like magic god, and he will somehow. Uh, give Tila the He-Man powers and an evil Lin will stab Skeletor in the back. I think you just and, nailed it. Like, either, and, and Orko, take, either Orko or evil Lin are going to end up being the new sorcerers. Yep. And then evil Lin will stab Skeletor in the back and take his powers and the whole thing will be a big giant brawl between Tila and evil Lin for the fate of Eternia or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't think those two are going to brawl. You know what I mean? I, th- I think Evil Lynn yeah. is basically just going to pull a Nebula where she's like, uh, I'm on your team now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, but we can't trust you. And she's like, oh, well. Like, just. Well, you probably ball shouldn't. Because I'll screw you the minute I can. <laughs> right. And they're going to play her basically like Loki was before they went wokey. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, that like, kind of like how he was in, in Ragnarok when he was working with Thor's <laughs> Revengers team. Yep, mm. whatever the best opportunity is in that moment is what I will do. Mm. Yeah. So yep. when does the uh, the back half come out? I don't, I don't think know, they've said like, yet. The show literally ends on Skeletor getting like the power of Grayskull and looking like Super Shredder from the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And oh, from everything oh. everything I've seen, they have officially renamed the character Skelegod. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Isn't it? It's so uh, no. You go gray hyphen skull. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. I guess that yeah. they, they could get sued for red skull there too. So maybe not. True enough. Yeah, I just you know I I guess there's an audience for this somewhere. I don't I don't know who it is. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was sold as like a continuation of the '80s, and it's very much not. Like I said, yeah. right, right away, the fact that Prince Adam is like the skinny 2000s version when he's Prince Adam and then like beefs up to He-Man, which like again, I like that change as overall anyway. It makes more sense than having like a prince that's the exact same size as He-Man. Who yeah, because like, he, he's wearing lavender. In the 80s cartoon, he was Jack too. He was just a dope. Yeah. Oh, he was just fucking huge. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay, like, how could you not tell that this is just that guy when he takes his shirt off? Like. Literally, he strips down from his shirt and pants and wears up furry underwear. And he's like, ah, no one will know yep. my secret identity. And it's like, I guess. It's like, it's no different than Clark Kent, really. But Yep. Now, here's, here's where this annoyed me. And I tend to look at a lot of things from a writing standpoint. And I had, uh, you know, like two separate problems at different times. Um, the, the foundation for a decent show was in here, but... Mm-hmm. They had they had a, a, an overarching plot they could have done that gets acknowledged as a side thing, but doesn't really go anywhere. Like, couldn't this whole thing have been about like that cult led by Triclops and the whole like magic versus tech thing? Like, that could have been that, this whole show. That was an interesting angle. That like yeah, like you said, they didn't really touch on. Um, that might get flushed out more in the back half, but with Skeletor back, I doubt it. Like. Right, and that that could have been like this whole this whole show could have been that instead well, of all this. 
kind of what the eighties show was about was basically yeah. like technology and magic and like which hurt has and it turns out by the end it's a balance. Right? Yep. Like this is what I'm saying. Like He Man was already that show. You don't need to overdo it with the fucking stupid progressive ideas because it was already the most inclusive show that there was in the eighties. Like Yeah. And I mean I guess my thing too is they're counting on you to have I guess they're counting on you to have knowledge of the original 80s show, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny considering all they do is immediately shit on it. Well, um, that's, that's the thing. Like it's, it's, it's very fucking Zack Snyder DC universe in a way. Yep. Like they expect you to have pre-existing knowledge, even though that like when you know that stuff, it's so contradictory that it's like, this isn't for me. So who'd you make it for? Yeah. But I felt like this almost should have been like the second season of this show should have been this if you're going to do this. Um, And like the first season should have been, you know, maybe not exactly the same stuff as the original show, but something closer to what the original show would have matched tonally. And then you take it apart. I mean, yeah, like, but that's the thing. Like they're saying, okay, we don't need to do a season one because there's like four seasons of the old show. Or like, even if you want to watch the 2000 show, that'll give you most of the information you need. Like there's a season and a half of that. They basically went lazy on it. They're that like, oh, well, He-Man. Well, I don't know if he hated He-Man. He just didn't know He-Man. And anybody else was just like, no, we can't have a character named He-Man being the main character of a show called He-Man. Right. Even but even though it's show. like the most pronoun appropriate fucking name for a character, like the, the again, it should be a progressive's fucking dream already. And they're like, no, 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 we got to kill him off. I almost kind of wonder if, you know, if Netflix had this idea and they went to Smith saying, "Hey, we need somebody who's going to be able to sell this." You know. Well, that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's literally, literally just a figurehead. Like he's He's yeah. a nameplate. They're like, here, you're in yep. the shit shield. Like, you handle all the media spin, and we'll say it's all your idea. You're a genius. We'll suck your balls if yep. you put your name on this. It's quite clear he has no particular attachment to this idea anyway. So it just makes me wonder if, like, they wanted some sort of, like, as Brent said, some sort of, like, nerd figurehead to, like, you know, somebody to give it credibility, even though he's not someone who, who, if you're thinking probably would have and ostensibly didn't do that. Um, Yeah. But but like he does all the right things for these corporate executives to think that he is what a nerd is. You know what I mean? He cries when a big nerd event happens and he does like, he puts out all the right flashy media to get these spots. Like, like I said, Netflix doesn't care that this is getting all kinds of fucking, Oh, they lied about it. They lied about it. It's this, it's that, it's that, it's this, right? But like his name, his brand itself is going to take a hit for it. And I don't think he's actually prepared for it. Yeah. He's also, Smith is also a lot more mainstream acceptable in the last few years, just because if for nothing else, because of all the directing work he's done for the CW of late, um, I think he comes across a little more palatable to these large producers now than he would have, like, say, during, you know, Chasing Amy and all that other shit, which uh, that's the stuff of his I really like. But Actually, you know. if you listen to Q&As, like, with him, he wrote a script for Superman basically in that time. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, he wrote yeah. Superman Lives. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. I mean, like, it got thrown out and stuff, but, like, DC fucking loved him at that point. Like, yeah. 
they took the uh loved them but i mean they were they were on a good terms like he didn't do anything that they were like we can never use your stuff they were like okay we're just going with this guy because he's a bigger name right they probably didn't love him so much anymore when he went to marvel to write daredevil shortly after that but uh that's warner brothers doesn't give a shit about what fucking comic companies were doing not at that time especially yeah yep so yes he he did write that i had forgotten about that um yeah see that's the thing like he's always been like a nerd like i'm not saying he's not like one of us quotes right but like he in the last few years he just shills he's like oh here's a big avengers thing i'll fucking film myself crying because i'm fucking starving to death and i'm fucking stoned out of my mind (laughs) and i'm stoned yeah right like yeah fucking hormones are all over the place because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing with my body anymore like it's just like i've been there man like yeah you get emotional you fucking tear up sometimes and he's like big enough that if okay if i film myself doing this then i can get fucking like nerd credit basically and not like with the fans like the joey henderson fans and with like the studio execs and they're like he's a credit where it's due he knows how to sell himself yeah he's always known how to do that well i mean like he's always been good at that and i do like kevin smith i've listened to his podcast for fucking years like yep did I ever tell you guys the story that he came here with Mosier and they did a smodcast here and uh, we, Corey and I went to it. Uh, I was listening to that at the time. It was pretty early in, in that. And I had no idea until we got there that that's what it was. I thought it was a, a Q and a about the movies and shit. And it was funny, but there was also like, at one point, he just spent a half an hour doing masturbation jokes. Yeah, well, that's and, uh, his thing. Yeah, and she was like completely did and I just kind of went, eh, yeah, not great. <laughs> but like, yeah, like that—that's his whole shtick was like, I'll make the dirty joke, but then it got like unacceptable to make the dirty joke. So he's like, okay, I'll make the nerdy joke. Yep. Right. Like, absolutely. Was literally, the progression, like. But yeah, like he did a thing here when he did Tusk. We, he did a screening of the movie, and then he did a big fucking like three hour Q and A, and it was like yeah. one of the worst worst fucking snowstorms we've had in years. And like he was blown away because there was like literally four feet of snow everywhere, and he was just like, and things aren't closed. Like, and we're like, no, yeah. man, this is this is just winter. Like, he brought I think Red State here. And then I had tickets to it, and the thing got canceled because he wanted to do it in Milwaukee instead. Um, so I've never yeah. actually been, I've never actually been to one of those things where they do Q and A's for the movies and stuff. It's all right. And it's basically, you ask him one question and he goes on for 45 minutes in like what <laughs> seems like kind of a rehearsed speech. Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen him at, uh, at comic cons and stuff all the way back to, um, what was it? Megacon in Orlando years and years ago and um you know he would just always tell these meandering stories he was always doing the raunchy jokes and now he's older and he's not allowed to do that stuff anymore so he's neutered he's basically basically turned into the big bang theory (laughs) yeah Yeah. now here's the other question i have given given, season one given where the uh where this leaves off and you know what we've basically kind of given what we think our predictions for the back half are going to be do we do we believe in any way that this thing is salvageable? Uh, no. There's ways, but they're not going to do them. 
Yeah, that was kind of my thought as well. The way the ridings go, and like like I said, like it's they're in too deep to turn full course now. And like yeah. I think they might actually course correct for a season two because like you know by the end of it like some of these characters that have been killed off kind of unceremoniously are going to be back and they're going to be a bigger part of things like so if they do go into a season two like and they do try and course correct it might work but I don't think Kevin Smith's going to stick around because he's going to have a mental breakdown by the way people are fucking treating him online because like <laughs> yeah it's kind of justified treatment in some cases and other times it's just people being dicks but like yeah he doesn't deal well with criticism like that or he never historically speaking so like i can't pr- see i can't see this going over well when like most of the nerd crew that he's been selling to for years are going to be like dude you lied to us like yeah i i can almost picture his reactions of like i haven't been shit on this hard since Morath came out oh <laughs> yeah he was the first it. thing you said um you know to get into a little bit of cross promotion here you know, we, we just uh, put ourselves through Batwoman season two, and that's exactly how it's going to go. You know, not that bringing back Ruby Rose's character would have been any better, but they built up to it the whole season. It made perfect sense for her to come back. And then she's just like, you're the Batwoman now. Bye. So even if they bring Adam back and everything, if they do the uh, Tiffany Smith and Tila show, he'll just become like a background character. He'll become the man at arms and he'll just like assist them from the sideline. Well, no, it's if, if they do continue with it, they're going to end up killing off Merlena and Randall. Yeah. Rand, Randar. Adam's going to be the new full-time king as Adam instead of like He-Man. And they're going to split the power and then like, yeah. Yeah. Man in arms will die in. Probably. I'm assuming, yeah. Because he'll do, he'll do something that is ostensibly to like make up for all the, you know, Oh, he'll make, make the hero the... sacrifice so she doesn't have to. So, like, right. even that part of her journey is going to be like, oh, no, someone else will take care of it. You just walk on. I, I love how Brent has seen Game of Thrones and knows what these people are like and thinks that they're going to retain a monarchy. They're going to break that shit up and it's going to be like an open city-state democracy and, you know, is going to rule one faction and everybody's going to rule Evil, another. Evelyn's going to have her own little territory. Yeah. yeah. Proud. And and they'll make the most nonsensical possible character the king of it all. It'll be uh, Orko. Let's see. No, Orko's uh, gonna be a new sorcerer. Yeah, I think Macy okay. kind of pegged that one unintentionally. Yeah, well, we'll like, see if I'm the, right or not. The sorcerer is gonna have to die for the rest of magic to be restored, but it's gonna need a new like token like fucking like beacon character or whatever the fuck she's supposed to be, like spirit of Grayskull, and I think that's going to be where Orko comes back in, and he's like, ha-ha. Yep, and the, they'll, re, they'll remodel the castle, so it'll have Orko's fucking face on it, instead of the skull. No, they'll just add, like, two towers that kind of look like Orko ears. <laughs> now, I did think it was funny when uh, uh, Beastman joins that little crew at one point, and it seemed to be for no reason other than the fact that he wanted to bang Evil in. Was that always a thing? They basically treated it that like he was her Chewbacca, and I don't know why uh, they never they never explain it. Like they do that like two second flashback where she like kills a dude and he's like, "Thanks, Evil in," and then like, but yeah, 
Yeah. yeah basically, they were like, we need, we need a Chewbacca character in here. He's a man. People will like that. <laughs> yeah. And he had maybe like two lines or something. Well, yeah, that. basically. He growled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he sure yes. did. So I was not impressed. I mean, I will I will watch the back half when it comes out just to see if, you know. It's I think, lie, but... No, I think sticking the landing at this point is pretty much impossible unless you're like trying to like land a nuclear bomb on it or something. But Well, that's uh-huh. the thing. Like anything they'd have to do, I don't think they will. And like, yeah. I, I can't see a full on course correction in the back half because it's supposedly already done or like basically done. Right. We're like, they're not going to spend a shit ton of money to reshoot it and revoice a bunch of spots. Like, and reanimate the, a bunch of stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, like, any course correction that had come would come in a season two if they can sell it. But I don't think they're going to be able to keep Kevin Smith there. So, like, if he goes, who are they going to get to replace as the, like, uh, shit they'll, shield? They'll find some new sexual nerd. I mean, Robert Meyer Burnett's not really doing anything now, is he? It's, you know what? You're not entirely wrong. <laughs> Maybe not the right anything? person, but you got the right kind of attitude. Paul Dini yeah. did an episode back in the day. They could come pay him a fucking shit ton of money to be a shit shield. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. So Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything else we wanted to hit here? Or we, I mean, I think that's it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, no. So? Just... just yeah, stay tuned for the second half because I'm going to have things yeah. to say about that too. <laughs> I will definitely uh, make more of an effort to watch that quicker, and we'll, we'll you know, because I did sort of blast through it at an ungodly hour one night. Um, so I will try. If we know we're going to do this this time when the second half comes out, then I will make more of an effort to be coherent with it. Um, well. But- he man seems to be one of our things. This is our third episode on him. We've we've got to ride it out from here. Yep. That's true. Uh, so to talk about some of our other things recently, if you haven't already listened to them, we put up a bunch of uh, mini reviews this weekend. Um, I did Jungle, Cru- Jungle Cruise and uh, Snake Eyes. Um, Josh, you and Sarah did The Green Knight, which was yep. an ex- excellent review, by the way. Thank I listened you. to that on the bus. I listened to that Thank on the you. bus. I, this I morning. Is that Shia LaBeouf? No. Okay. No, it's definitely Okay, I saw like one of the promo images, and I was like, "Is that just a like scruffed up Shia LaBeouf, or is that a different dude?" Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, no. I listened to your your Snake Eyes and your Jungle Cruise. Good work on those. And uh, yep. was the was the Snake Eyes Cruise. was the uh, Snake Eyes one as angry as everyone thought I was going to be? <laughs> I think it was quieter because I think you were trying to keep your voice down and sound like Corey might have been asleep. And but yeah, it, it was it was like one a.m. Yeah, the time. I I got that sense, and, um, and the, it, it was it, much more restrained than I figured it was going to be. Well, yeah, like you were when you said it in chat that you were this at all. I was thinking, ooh, this is going to be scathing, but like it was just disappointed, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's well, yeah, so much I think worse. it was it was it was so like neutrally bad that I couldn't like get really angry about it because there was nothing there was nothing that I liked about it enough to be like. Oh well, then the last half an hour you really fucked this up. The whole thing was just a giant plate of shit, yeah. and it was hard. It was hard to get like super angry about it, but at the same time, Henry Golding is one of my you know favorite actors of recent memory, and to see him in something like that when I 
kind of have this hope that he'll get Bond after Craig. I mean, then I'm kind of looking at it going, well, if he's going to play it like this, go far away. You know, you know? I mean, wait, you sounded wait. the angriest when you were talking about the space rock. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, they talk about it like it's this great thing and people just like stick their hands out and it just randomly lights shit on fire. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> like there's no laser beam there's no laser beam or anything. It just they like wave it at something and then two seconds later that thing bursts in the flames. Like, okay, this is threatening. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, um, no, I, I watched the first twenty minutes of the movie itself and like once they started doing the like huge Jackman fucking Wolverine fucking cage fight. I was just like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm done. Yep. And you couldn't see any of that cage fight either, which didn't help matters. Okay. I thought that was just the version I was watching, which may no, have the, been the, no, uh, the whole, the whole the thing had that, the whole thing had that shaky cam bullshit in every action scene. And I was so annoyed. Like <laughs> I, I, I went to it hoping for a solid, like martial arts movie. And as I said in the review, it just struck me like, they had Henry Golding spend all this time training and then realized, oh, fuck, he still can't do this shit. So what are we going to do? <laughs> but, like, not just that. Like, it, from what I've watched of it and what, like, are the test shots and stuff, like, you can't really make toys to sell to anybody for this because nobody's going to want them. So it's, like, usually that's what half of the reason for one of these fucking, like, Hasbro fan- franchise films is, is to sell yeah. more toys. And, like... it's. It's just like, going to be toys of a bunch of people in, in uh, trench coats. Trench coats and, and, like, really dull, black, fucking boring fucking costumes. Like, yep. Yeah. You put those on a toy and, shelf, kids aren't going to jump out at those. They're going to jump out at the what, fucking colorful little Marvel ones that are beside it. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is only going to be, like, sold for collectors, like, idiots like me that are, like, a nostalgia yep. age. And like and we're no, not going to buy it because the movie sucked. <laughs> like, and yeah. no collector is going to give a flying crap about anything having to do with that movie. Um, no, it's just it. Like, no, fuck that. Give me some of the retro stuff. Like, yeah. yep. We also have. I went back and did the first pull list in like three weeks. Um, I'm probably going to do another one tonight because I had so much stuff backed up that I didn't, you know, that I've been kind of yeah, reading. It sounds it like chunks. you've got a lot of pulling to do. <laughs> yeah. I. Whoa. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I'll probably try to do another one of those tonight. I think I've read like another dozen books over the last day or two, and I might try to uh, push out another one of those this evening. Um, Josh, you and Justin are going to be doing the uh, yeah yeah. I, so I actually, I, yeah, I have to jump out, but I will say that tomorrow, uh, Justin and I will be doing a very special uh, review retrospective of uh, the best-selling comic book of 2021. <laughs> It'll end up being our end up being our hundredth episode, by the way. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll have champagne and streamers. It'll be a good time. But anyway, you boys have a good one. I gotta run. Good time. All right, man. Have a good one. And I do have plans to uh, to Boris and I are gonna do another one of those Star Trek pods over the weekend. Cool. And that will probably we're gonna do uh, Insurrection on Saturday. Um, you you should wait until after you do your Star Trek con to do one with Boris, or like do another one right afterwards. Oh, I think we're going like, to. We... And I heard this, and just have him be like super excited on the other side because yeah. like that's what what that's what I'm hoping to do. Actually, I I was going to um, my plan was to you know depending on what they announce at this thing, 
I don't know that there's going to be a lot because they already have a lot of stuff in development. I'm not sure what else you could add to you're, that. You're you're probably just going to get the like the play reel, the trailer for fucking Picard too. Yeah, and I mean the, the stuff from like the next Discovery or whatever they've got yep. planned. And the the second season of the cartoon uh, premieres while that's going on. Um, the first Lower episode decks. of the second, yeah, which is actually I haven't watched all of it yet. Uh, Boris recommended it to me because I needed somebody else who was a fan to tell me yes, this is worth it. Um, <laughs> and I watched probably the first three a couple months ago. It, was funny, but I think it's meant for super fans because I don't know that like yeah. an average person who only only knows like the bare minimum would even get half the jokes. Um, so it's a lot of weird in jokey stuff. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. Like I heard it's the best thing that they've done, but it's still like, that doesn't really not a high bar. Right. Yeah. I still, I like discovery a fair bit. The first season of Picard was kind of, I mean, sort of misguided in a way. And I'm hoping they can correct some of that stuff. Um, some of that stuff in the second one. And it, if, well, if that's, that's, it kind of ties back to what we were saying about masters. It's like, there's ways they can fix this, but will they? Yep. And actually, you know I mean? it, like, was, it was just announced today that Alex Kurtzman, uh, the guy who runs all the Star Trek stuff for them, uh, signed a new contract through 2026. So Ooh. this stuff, this stuff is not going anywhere anytime Ooh, soon. I'll put it now. No, I mean, but I've liked the majority of it, but then again, I'm a sheep when it comes to that stuff in particular. But, like, um, at this point, I think he's hiring people that know Star Trek, and they're trying to do their thing, and then he keeps Alex Kurtzman in it up, and that's kind of where the problem is with the fucking yeah. Star Trek right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so that's our that's my plans for the week. Hopefully we'll get all that out. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you guys have any ideas while I'm in Vegas, feel free. Uh <laughs> I'll make sure I leave somebody with the login password. Uh, when, event. when are you doing your trip? I am leaving a week from tomorrow. Which uh, is the, the... The 10th. Okay. The thing starts on the 11th, and I will be there through the 16th. Okay. And then I'm, I'm coming home on the 16th. Okay, so you'll be back for like a day, probably. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be gone on my vacation. Are you going to New As soon as you get back. Yeah, new yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I forgot one other thing we are going to do. Uh, before I leave, we're going to try to push out a review of the Suicide Squad. Um, mm. That will probably be me and Josh and Brendan, and I think possibly Boris's brother, who had been on one of the Trek pods that we did. Okay, um, yeah. But that depends on time zone and all the other shit. Well, yeah, so, there's a lot of schedules involved there. Yeah, and it's going to be a Monday night, so I don't know what... Uh, because I want to get that, if we can, I want to get that done before I leave. Because I know those those uh, HBO Max movies are on a time limit. So I'd like mm -hmm. to try to get that done before I leave the next day. So, yeah, yeah that's that's what we have uh, planned for the next little bit. And then once I come back, I think we can work out, you know, what because we still have, as I said with Josh and another show, I think we still have that entire, like, uh, uh, hypothetical schedule that we did for that whole period you were going to be gone when you were out yeah. on book and we did absolutely none of it <laughs> so all, yeah well, all there's like a lot of a lot of bond and fucking star trek stuff that yeah. like 
I could have easily skipped because I'm like, yep. like I know I'd bit a trek, but like I got nothing for Bond, so it yep. would have been like, so okay, yeah, we can go back and revisit a lot of that stuff. I think, um, yeah, yeah. Good talk to you, man. Well, I'll get this out pretty soon, so we'll see how this Same goes over. Good. Excellent, man. Have a good night. Later.